Major Football Show. Brought to you by scoreline.ie. It's the Football Manager Football Show. It is episode number 89. My name is Ken McGuire. And you are who today? Typing in songs with socks in it onto Google. Your socks don't match by Bing Crosby. That's who I am. Okay. Your socks don't match by Bing Crosby. Yeah, that's my name today. Roll tight. Yeah. Fucking drinking cans of cold brew coffee. It's absolutely disgusting, but so was the coffee I had this morning, so I'm going to drink this too. But if you do it with a smile and you pretend that you're sponsored by cold brew coffee. Cold brew coffee. Spark, sparkling. Look look at this shit. It bubbles out the Less top of the can. Less than 35 calories. Look, it's like a pint of Guinness. Natural ingredients, plant-based. I'm, I'm a little terrified. Oh, if you, it's sparkling cold brew coffee with lemon citrus. Wow. You need a refreshing taste, drink cold brew. <laughs> Um. Uh, so what we did was uh, I went out to we have an outside broadcast unit uh, for our remote work uh, and we had recently been at the National Ploughing Championships which has got nothing to do with Football Manager but very much a lot to do with agriculture and crack and everything else uh, and there was a heap of cans of this stuff left in so imagine somebody who's repping for some company that does cold brew coffee when did you get on to him to sponsor this? said here have this and and do that so that's what we're doing. We're talking football manager and drinking cold brew coffee. Because because I'm I'm quite tired, Ken. Oh, why are you so tired, I'm Shane? I'm lethargic. Why, Shane? Because, Ken. Tell me. As we were recording this podcast last week. <laughs> you were riddled. I sent you a message ahead of one of the busiest weekends in all of sport. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> county semi-final weekend. A- ahead of the IMRO Awards, the Irish Radio Music Awards that all of KCLR were going to. Ahead of one of our good friends who works in the studio going to Disneyland, <laughs> who has been looking forward to this for so long. Yeah. I got, finally, the COVID-19s. You sure did. It's only taking you through COVID-20, COVID-21 and COVID-22. <laughs> I sent you the message and I could just imagine your face and what was going through your head. You should have seen the colour drain from my face. I was like, uh, well, first off, I was like, okay, um, shit. Now we have like, you know, it's like a, a, around here, it's like a kind of a, you know, a big kind of Jenga puzzle. You pull out the wrong piece and stuff starts falling <laughs> down and you got to act really quick uh, to make a few changes. And I was like, hold on a second, we were in the studio together for ages. I thought if somebody has COVID, you're not supposed to be near them for like any longer than 12 minutes or you're next. I was like the whole weekend, I was like, test, negative. Test. Plus we kissed. We we definitely (laughs) did. There was a little bit of like hand play and, you know, kind of cheek to cheek type of stuff. You like Uh, your nipples being rubbed. We have established that much. That's how you start football manager. Um, But uh, yeah, but you know, it's worked out well in that we we made it from from one week to the other and we didn't have to miss an episode and and we play remotely anyway. I don't have the COVIDs anymore. It's gone. Yeah. And now you should be okay. You would hope for a few days, but it does mean that you have aged significantly. Uh, I have your, felt your, it. your good looks have obviously disappeared Gone. because you had that whole article that you hung your hat on. Sitting around about- getting fat. That's all I was doing. Like I was. That's it. I found it really weird, man, because it was a total compromise. That was it. You I went on holidays, and I, and then you treat yourself. And I was sick on holidays. There you, there you go. Had my abscess over there. It was only one day I wasn't sick, and that was the day I decided to have a few beers. But I think I wasn't sick because I was like. I gotta have a few beers. <laughs> Fuck it. And then see many and I get thrashed six three. And, and then you get COVID. And then I had to go back into my like <laughs> go back into my app and go, 
Yeah, I drink today. Because <laughs> dear I, my fitness pal. No, yeah, because the app the app tells you like how much you've like your body regenerates the amount oh, of days yeah. that you're off like the hooch. So I was like, I, I downloaded it just to be like, oh, my neurons are coming back and all this kind of. Was stuff. this like a, a hooch app? Yeah, it's just like quit alcohol for see how many days you can do it. Not like one of those AA things. Okay, but like. Just to see how long you were doing it. Because it was just, I I had so much coming up that I was like, I can't be hungover because I have a lot of lines to learn for this fucking play. Yep. The Castle Warren stuff, the Dicemen stuff, the KCLR stuff, the fucking comedy night stuff. And then when I got the COVID, so I've, been, I've never been more sick off beer. Maybe it's withdrawal stuff. But when I got the COVID, <laughs> I was sitting at home and I was like, what the fuck do I do? And we'll get into it a bit later because I have no games. In, in, in this discussion because I'm off for like the, the, the African combinations yeah, yeah 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 I didn't even check to see who was doing well in it um, but I have no games so like I I don't know I, I was doing weird shit in my time off and we'll discuss it now in a bit well that's okay um, the, with the in relation to the time on uh, on the Twitter side of things in terms of shout outs uh, I, got, I only caught like a small little bit of it Sooner Jetta was trying to get a little bit of an FM community stream on about I clicked into it and it was beer. just something percolating like something out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory yeah that was, that was the beer well I was like where's Sooner Jetta I want to see his face I want to see some stuff or her face I think, it's, I think it's definitely a his face. Um, uh, Lee That's Rig- very presumptuous on your behalf. Lee Riggs jumped in on the back of last week's podcast. Fuck Lee Riggs. It's time. It is time. He wants to go to Mexico. No, no, fuck Lee Riggs. And it's not just because fuck Virgil. It's because he says he stopped He stopped with the FMs. A lot, a lot of people are stopping with Kahuna, FM. For, Kahuna for this. didn't like last year's FM. FM20, he spent an awful lot of time in a game that he didn't like. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying, putting it out there. Me and Mark Bromwell, we were giving out about FIFA online. He was just like, yeah, it's just oh, a reskin. It's a reskin of it's a, a reskin. Pure reskin. reskin. He says he has to buy it for his 12 year old um, so, so he can money. play with his mates. It's still 70 quid. Let's childless Martin Bromwell for... get into something like purchasing wrestlers. <laughs> that's not childish. That's a, I'm a collector. Which I is bought, exactly I, what I spent too much money because I'm not drinking beer. Yeah. I spent too much money on wrestlers. He had realized that they were going down uh, in terms of his. Um, where did he go? Oh, it was Newcastle. Oh, actually, that was that was quite the interesting one. He went back to his original save in FM twenty one. Started with Bruges, went to Marseille, won the French league after three years. Went to Newcastle, sacked by Christmas. Went to Calgary in Italy, won the Calgary, Cal- Alberta, Canada. Well, New- the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will there be. Brett, go. the hitman, heart. Newcastle gig got free. Went back at it again with the fans. Put it right. Back with a bang. Going back to the championship. Lost four out of his first six. Beat the league leaders Chelsea and a draw. Eight games to go. Eleven points off safety. Uh, and then realised that they're going down. Stopped playing players that were unhappy or that were wanted by other clubs. Promoted youth potential to give them a run out to help develop them for next season. So I mean, he's going all the way to League One. I don't know. The Mexico side of things, we might talk about next week because we'll, we'll see if we can get Robbie in. Uh, he's We're recording early in the morning. He starts a little bit later in the day. Um, the Lazy Mexico bastard. suggestion was uh, America slash Cruz Azul slash Pumas. That's, a, that's Mexico. Uh, which which could be, a, you know, could be interesting. We'll see how all of your Mexican boys are down there. Uh, Hellstead John loves the podcasts. Uh, and being Scott, he loves the podcast and being Scottish. So I don't know if he just loves being Scottish or shape being Scottish. If he is Scottish, uh, but he lives in uh, California. He says the recent season we both had in Scotland. Oh, I want to go to California. It would be class. this is this so is many memories. In, I'm, look, I'm going San Jose. To, I'm get I'm getting too far. Well, San Jose is is 
No, I'm thinking of San Antonio. Uh, Texas. Where, Shawn, where Shawn Michaels is from. Yeah. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. That wasn't bad. That was all right. That was all right. And I know. Yeah, that's that was pretty. I'm quite happy with that, actually. <laughs> uh, Did you just do like a load of those kind of cameo? I don't know if cameo is still a thing, but those kind of cameos like, I'm Shawn Michaels, and you're listening to the football What you going to do, brother, show. when me and all the Hulkamaniacs run wild on you? Oh yeah, dig it the macho man. <laughs> I love when people are doing the voices for uh, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man that they, they have to do the hands. Have to do the hands. The hand, the hand, oh, the hands to Kenny the, Comedy the Night is going to be the thing. There's going to be a Hulk Hulkamaniacs going to run wild tonight Class. in our in our third ever show. Tell me, tell me, yeah, that you have an L and N shopping bag that you can put over yourself and just rip. I had a Hulkamania t-shirt. I had the Hulkamania pants from when we did the, the video of the flare. Oh, yeah. It was Hulk Hogan versus the flare, but the guy who played Hulk Hogan took the Hulk Hogan pants. Yeah. Thief. The tie-dye. Thief of the night. Yeah. Uh, a few people following me now. Uh, the football manager, one year, one save. Hashtag FM23 followed me. Oh, very good. Um, one year, one save. That's all I ever do anyway. This is why this is so strange. Uh, Playing two, I I haven't really played the multiverse yet, to be honest. Actually, no, I did play a bit of it during the the COVID break. Havoc FM follows followed me. Big shout out to himself. And then uh, two people slid into my DMs, and I have to apologise. I'm not very good when it comes to like responding to people. Okay, unless they've struck in my ire. Well, you can't say sliding into your DMs and stroking in the same con. But anyway. But anyway, uh, Ethan Hawkins, he was like, he's getting offers from the Premiership and the Championship because he's with Kilkenny. Um, and loads of play. Canelope Cruz is still there. because You should shit. never leave But he's not Kilkenny. sure whether I to take him. I'm clearly the top team in Ireland, but can't do anything in Europe. And all my best players keep going, which is frustrating and repetitive. Not sure what to do. Is it worth seeing if another manager can do better in Europe with Kilkenny? I say, go with your heart, good sir. You have revived Kilkenny, be proud. He said... He's going to stay with Kenny for another year. Good. Yeah. So he's going to stay there, try to get European football. A proper attempt at it. Uh, Tyler Devine as well. His kid is only a week old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. He says, That's um, brilliant. He says he's been getting a lot of games in with the newborn. If this is your first, if this is your first child, um, best of luck. Top, top, top half finish in the Bundesliga with Hamburger. I was like, next thing is to get her into a co-op, Sev. <laughs> It's the only natural. Why not? It's absolutely. Like, but you see, I keep, I keep going. If I ever have kids, you know, they'll have all the wrestling ties to play with, and then they'll like, you know, have all the video games, and then they might. I started thinking, going, wait, I don't take those ties out of the box anymore, mm-hmm. and all the other ones that I should have left in the box, they're not fucking touching. And you, you want to play on my PS Five? No. Play something different. Want to play my Xbox? Or <laughs> buy my, your own PS5. Yeah, want to play my GameCube? No. How am I going to play Mario Kart when I want to play it once a year? Because <laughs> I'm so good at Mario Kart that anybody that I play with, because I w- like we spent a whole summer just playing that, that anyone that I play against, bar maybe the retro ones, but because I own the GameCube, I'm so far ahead of everyone that I can't get a good game out of anyone. Like, I'd be lapping people and everything. Dang. Um, Xbox 360... You could probably play that. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I do. Give me a I still have a 360. I, I'm a, play, I'm I'm a PlayStation guy. Anybody else comment on the football manager for sure? Uh, yeah, David Lovegrove has been in touch. Go this, on, David. Uh, this morning because I, you know, I'm just asking how people are, how people's weeks are going. Um, for for 23, make sure that you always stay in the same league next year. I think we have proven that fact. The the split while amicable has been a logistical fucking nightmare. I fucking love it. 
Oh, you, you love it because you're cleaning up in South Africa. Yeah. Wouldn't be cleaning up South Africa if I was there, boy. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm mean, cleaning up even better because Kaiser Chiefs would be, wouldn't he be, even be on my tail, seven <laughs> points behind. Uh, he says uh, he thinks we should do the London Challenge for the first save next year. I think you suggested that as well, hadn't you? I don't even all know what three, it is. All three teams are on the same level Arsenal, Spurs, and Chelsea. Oh, I suggested that last yeah. week, yeah. I'm not getting Spurs. I'll be Chelsea. Robbie could do Spurs. I'll be Chelsea. It's just like here by default you've been handed See, the short straw. Well, I'm thinking about Chelsea. Well, to be is, fair, Harry Kane could be a bit of a baller in FM. But what I'm thinking Son, about, what I'm thinking about Chelsea is all the people that will have high value to sell. Correct. Like in our game, Kovacic goes back to Real Madrid in yeah. in this save. Like all they have some good ballers, but they have some big names that you could sell. Now I know Werner's gone. Haaland for FM23 will be at Inter, but you know, for you, or not Haaland, uh, yeah. Lukaku. Oh, Lukaku will be Lukaku at Inter. Will well, he'll be at Inter, Inter, but he'll be at Inter on loan. Yeah. So, so maybe you can recall the loan and then sell him. Or, but he's a bit of a beast in football, manager 22. He hasn't had the best. He is if you get him cracking in real hasn't life. Hasn't had the he's best season with Inter yeah. so far. Probably Inter fans are getting fed up with him. But you have a lot of pl- lads that you could sell. Uh, you could bring in an old wonder kid or two. Uh, he's also suggesting now. I know we did. Uh, we did the championship previously, obviously with with Wolves and uh, Leicester. Suggesting a championship save for FM twenty three, Millwall and QPR and Luton. I'll take QPR, even though I hate QPR. Uh, so I have a QPR jersey. My godfather is a massive QPR fan. Has his name on one of the seats over there, season Dead. ticket holder and all that. So he used to buy me the QPR jerseys, and I used to love them because they were sponsored by Ericsson. And you are Eric's. Son. Son, yeah, yes. my dad's called Eric. Um, and then I started hating him after 2012 with that game against Manchester City. And Jay fucking Bootride kicking the ball straight back to the Man City defenders for Sergio Aguero to go up and fucking score a goal and win the league. And I that was one of the... Because I was sitting it with my Uncle Joe's wife, Sue, who is a QPR fan or was a QPR fan. And I was sitting with an Arsenal fan watching it who were going for top four. They were playing Tottenham on the day. Arsenal got top four. QPR survived relegation. But me... After Man United beating Sunderland, one nil had the big Phil Jones head on me, just being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> for, la- for the last 20 minutes of that QPR Man City game, I had to leave and go sit on the toilet. Jesus. Not even go, I was just like, no. And then it came back down 90 minutes, I was like, they have it. There's no way City are scoring two goals. Boom, Pricks. City scored two goals. Eden Zeko. I was never happier to see City score two goals. But and then he only has that. one assist for Man City, and it was that one. <laughs> Fucking Eden Zeko's an unsung hero. I loved him at Wolfsburg. I still like Eden Zeko. I was gutted with Man City. Yeah. Loved him. Him and Grafic in Where is he now? Madrid? Uh, no. Roma. Roma. Or Inter. No, he's at Inter. Did he go from... He, we, no, he went to Roma, didn't he? Did he go for... He went, or did, did he, he move from to Roma Inter? to Inter? Yeah, it was one. I think it was one of those no, things. But yeah, Eden Zeko, absolute fucking beast of a player. Uh, a suggestion for League One save? League uh. uh No, not not the French side of things. Um, but uh, champion. Like, yeah, is that Inter? Like yeah. Uh, sleeping Giants challenge. Either Portsmouth, Derby, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton. Like, see who like see who can get the teams back into the Prem. So that's a that's a three season run. That's a big arc. Yeah. Um, I still kind of. I'd I love it if Robbie got relegated. Though. That'd be so fun. <laughs> Hey, how was your first season on the podcast? <laughs> relegated. Really really just called me shit. All Lost time. all my players and did everything else. But that's kind of the highlight of the uh, the highlight of the week. Uh, did see there's a, a whole heap of extra Football Manager 23 features that have been announced as more oh, changes it's, for. It's going to be the same game for bits and bobs. Thank God, Casey, you don't buy it for me. There's changes for uh, there's changes for the MLS. There's changes for kind of manager appearances and there's changes for other bits and bobs. All in FMFC this week. If you haven't had a read of it yet, log yourselves in FM. 
fmfc.footballmanager.com. On with the games. I don't have any. Because you don't have any. We do have the Christmas break. And I have a, I have, I have a busy transfer window, to be fair. You do. So, uh, wh- I like I kept my notes on games fairly short for this week. Thank fuck. Um, I say fairly short. There's like seven. Now, to be fair, most of the pages are screenshots. Uh, we got the Christmas break. So, we have, uh, I think... I, I, I logged in and said like, it's 52 days till your next game. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's a huge... For South Africa, that's a huge... I know it probably wouldn't happen in a year where the African Cup of Nations is on uh, and uh, thankfully I'm only missing one player I have a Ghanaian uh, left back Silla who happens to be the team leader and it happens to be gone uh, for the whole run of the African Cup of Nations or at least until uh, Guinea get knocked out uh, so we finished up last week with the 3-2 win against Angers in Angers. the ninth round of the Coupe de France and the board's requirement is to get into round 11 which means that we get the draw for round 10 which comes smack in the middle of the winter break I wasn't really expecting it uh, so we get Montpellier in there now we were beaten by Montpellier in the league Montpellier would be one of the rivals uh, for Toulouse as well so they're going to be up on the 5th of January we get Marseille PSG and Lille so we're just repeating the fixtures from the start of the year uh, which means <laughs> an absolutely shoddy run of games as it stands we're 7th in the table we've got 17 games played There's, you, you'll play 34 for the season in, in League 1 in France uh, we've got seven wins out of those, seven losses out of those, three draws. Uh, goal difference is still hanging in there on the positive side. It's a plus nine. We've got 24 points, but 25 clear of us are PSG. 16 out of 17 on the wins, 49 points, and they themselves are 12 points clear of Monaco. PSG are pissing this thing. They're ridiculously good. I'll play them this week and realise that while we had the measure of them in the very first game, they just there's no catching them. They're just... There's no catching them. Mid-season change of target. Board go. You get to the end of the year. How are you fixed? Do you still think that you want to be in a relegation battle? I'm like, no. Do you think you can avoid relegation? Yes. Do you think you can avoid relegation and avoid a relegation battle? Yes. So it gets me an extra 1.3 million quid for the transfer window. I I have found found that uh, my board have been very accommodating, to be honest. Is it because you're running away with the league? I think so. Like, Aurelia... Or at least I in, had in no money team. and I was like interacted with the board because I needed another centre back and they were like yeah okay we'll just buy him yeah and I was like oh nice one that have you half- got much money in the bank like whatever about oh, your transfer oh man I'm posting profits all the time that MTN8 cup win and the Black Carlin is label. it because your players don't earn an awful lot of money and you've got a massive stadium well you're well. looking at around like for the top earners you're looking at around four grand a week that's not bad. That's that's very good. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that might take you far in South Africa. It, it could. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the standard for salaries in South Africa is. Neither do I. We can figure that part out for next week. Um, I uh, went looking for a striker because Reese Healy's performances have been kind of a bit oh, poor. Yeah. Uh, Ratau, because I'm still playing the one up top, Ratau was there and I'm shopping around and I'm like, I'm going to go for this guy, I'm going to go for this guy and I found a cracking looking 19 year old Portuguese fella who you love 19 uh, year old Portuguese, Portuguese fellas, fellas uh, who I was thinking was just like this is going to be what was your man who did we say Fabio Silva it's like this kid is going to be the new Fabio Silva Fabio Silva because Fabio Silva in this one just kind of fell off a cliff to be fair uh, and, he was, and he's, he's willing to go on loan but Wolves are looking for 2.1 million a month for him and full salary I'm like not going to happen um, so 
I have a look at the, you know when you, you click continue and then it, it marks like important dates in your calendar as you're coming along and it gets to the 4th of January and it shows oh the French transfer window opens like brilliant and underneath it it's like Giroud joins Toulouse like, like what? what? When did, I, when did I do this? and then remembered when we had the end of the summer window I had agreed to sign Olivier Giroud uh, who's been playing out in Brazil. Brazilian season is finished. His contract is done and dusted. Um, so he's out the gap. He arrives. Of course, it completely breaks the, like the board are so adamant about this signing player. They're extremely disappointed that I'm not signing players that are under 23 for the first team. So in comes Olivier Giroud, uh, <laughs> 38 years old, earning Man. 14 grand a week. But you know what? With like 120 caps for France, and he's still got like heading 19, balance 18, jumping 17, strength 16, bravery, Argument, anticipation, I love determination 20, uh, work rate is 18, plays with his back to goal, powerful striker, tries first time shots, plays one twos, all the ingredients I need. And he's instant team leader. He hasn't played in France in like 14 years in this, um, but hell yeah I completely forgot about that so I'm hoping he'll kind of help me turn things around a little bit speaking of Giroud for the first time since I've lost the weight and I kind of slicked the hair back a bit again <laughs> it's some a guy who, who was, did it a guy uh, that, that's in the play he's playing in the cannon in Philadelphia here I come and he was like look look I have his picture printed out yeah it's, it's you me. it's me and he goes you know what I thought and I seen you there he goes I knew I recognised that voice he goes you're Shane on the radio. You're Olivia Giroud. I was like, yeah. Used to play for I was like, we be. And he goes, Jez, anyone ever tell you you look like Olivia Giroud? <laughs> Surely and, he's heard that somewhere. And I, I was like, just all the time, bro. <laughs> like, I remember being in the Bishop's Blaze uh, in... Because if you have a season ticket... You should so, see the smile on Shane's face. Right? Oh, man, he's a handsome man. <laughs> he's a handsome man, which makes me a handsome man. Or like the shitty wish version of him. But uh, definitely when I was a lot fatter anyway. But um, fucking... When I was in the Bishop's Blazers, which is like the season ticket supporters bar before you go into Old Trafford, uh, I was in the Man United jersey and loads of people were like, what the fuck? Now, was, I was even trimmer then, like, and... People were like, what the fuck? And they, I, I actually went up. I was like, what the fuck are you looking at? And they were like, oh, it's, they were foreign. They were like, oh, you, you, we, we double take. We had to, we thought you were Olivier Giroud. And I was like, ah, you know, like one of those things when you go for like, what the fuck? And then it's really you innocent. Bait the head off this. Like. like it happened at a King Kong Company event. Some guy took a picture of the back of my friend's head, Louis. Uh, this is before he busted his skull open. And uh, took a picture of the back of his head. And I caught it. And I leaned into Louis. And I was like, Someone the fucker just took a picture of you. And he goes, what? Who? And they turned around. It was your man behind him. And both of us, Louis is a big guy. And both of us were standing there. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, just taking a photo of me. Why are you taking me? I want to see the photo now. And he showed him a photo. And it was a really kind of like class photo. He was like, it just looked really cool the way the camera was set up and your shadow and all that. And Louis was like, oh yeah, that is cool. Send it to me. <laughs> it's like, to go from like angry to like, oh, sweet man. Hopefully we didn't ruin their night. 
Fingers crossed you didn't renew their night. With threats of violence. Yeah. So Olivia Giroud arrives in Toulouse. Or just call him Shane O'Keefe. We'll call him Shane O'Keefe for now. Okay, so Shane O'Keefe arrives in Toulouse uh, and I presume trips over a box on his way to the dressing room. This Sounds is like, like me. Khabib and Tony Ferguson. The fight is on. Finally, they're doing a TV interview. Tony trips over a cable. The fight's off. Uh, so Olivia Giroud trips over something. Uh, I don't think he's even barely made it to the training pitch yet. He literally signed at nine o'clock in the morning and by a quarter past two he was injured. Uh, a pure kind of a football manager thing he'll be out for two or three days we have Montpellier in a day do I risk Giroud yes I do despite picking up the injury uh, he's playing I'm excited as- to see how I get on uh, well uh, you got on uh, you started as a target forward I thought, okay, do you know what? I can do this. Maybe swing two up top I haven't played two up top all season but we'll see how it goes 13 minutes in we're 1-0 down Pajaka I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but Pajaka scores. We're 1-0 down. By 41 minutes, we're 2-0 down. Fedal scores. Gets on the end of a free kick from out wide, and we are sunk. We're at home. We're in the cup. We're 2 down. Two shots on goal, all half, neither on target. Cool. Like, mm, this is great. Uh, we come out for the second half, attacking from the off, or at least we try to. Uh, so I go three up top. I've got Giroud, Ratao, and El Malali now just kind of dropping in on the left-hand side. By 75 minutes, the fans are leaving. We've been rubbish. We managed to get three shots on target in the second half. They've been fairly weak efforts. Uh, you posted a 6.4. Nice. I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, reasonable debut. You handled the pressure. You're only back from injury. You know, you've had to travel from Brazil. It's been a long way, long flight. You literally just turned around and played a game the next day. Reese Healy comes on for the last 10 minutes, gets an absolute wonder volley. Ball is in the back of the net and then it's called back for offside. El Malali has a one-on-one. He's about 25 yards to himself. What does he do? Instead of going left, instead of going right, he just goes straight at the keeper and we finish with a 2-0 loss. We're gone from the Coupe de France, 10th round, out the gap. The border pissed because again, it's Montpellier. We played shit. We got to move on because we got Marseille. Marseille. So Marseille, I beat Marseille on the first day of the season. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to beat them this time, though. Had to make five changes. Kaminsky, Canute, uh, Raoult, Nicolou, Gilbert, uh, Fernandez, El Malali, uh, Oriel Busquets, uh, Stein Spearings, uh, Chihiri, and Giroud. Giroud's up top on his own this time. So he's got two games in about. So this is about a week later. We went from playing Montpellier in the fifth to Marseille on the 12th. Winter break is done and dusted. Uh, 16 minutes. On the clock, a free kick from uh, Under heads to the edge of the six-yard box. It ends up in the back of the net, but it's ruled offside. Uh, half an hour in, they've had every little bit of play. We've just spent 30 minutes soaking up the pressure. Uh, we get our first attempt on goal with Canute hitting a high cross into the box. Giroud gets under it, but heads well over the bar. El Malali gets on the end of a lovely passage of play a couple of minutes later. Four or five passes into the box, sets him up, shoots low, goes across the goal, goes out wide, left. Halftime, nil all. I'm thinking, this is okay. Now, what I had done prior to this... What had you you done? I had gone through... uh, So the manager rating comes in at the end of December to see how you were doing on the turn into January. And I'm getting an A rating from the board. And I think think it's purely based on league position. Um, so obviously Toulouse were in a massive relegation f- play, you know fight last season and they, they had just won the relegation playoff to stay up this season uh, and now we have the club in, in seventh before at least before we go into the Marseille game whatever about being knocked out of the cup so I go back through match performances and tactical performances yeah. and seeing that this tactic is 
you know, you're suffering with this tactic because it's producing a high amount of chances for the opposition. You're suffering with this tactic because we're failing to retain possession. You're suffering with this tactic. And I'd like, I've been kind of shimmy independent on who's playing, dependent on the scenario. I'm like, shit, okay, maybe I need to go back to the drawing board for something. But we're still, we're still sticking with our, our current kind of four, two, 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 three, two, one thing that's going on. I've got wingers and one up top. Um, so halftime, second half. No change on the tactical setup. Uh, we force the attack straight from the reset. Lasts about six minutes. They're one nil up. Uh, Munier uh, skins absolutely skins Gilbert. Low ball into the box that Raul misses. I mean misses spectacularly. Hundred percent him at fault. He gets on that ball. We're not one nil down. Falls to uh, Cramerich and they're off to the races. He had one disallowed in the first half as well. Giroud comes off after an hour. Ratau is on. El Malali comes off. Fawcett's on. Seventy five minutes in. Healy. He's on as a shadow striker for the last 15. Ratau misses an absolute sitter on 91 minutes. Ball falls to him in the six-yard box. He has only the keeper to beat. Trust me, it would have been easier to score. And he pokes the ball wide. Uh, Raoult's miss is what costs us the game. Ratau's miss at the end is what gets brought up in the press conference to figure out Listen, how much of an impact is that going to have? Disappointing result. We dropped from 7th to ninth. Nico Williams decides to reject our offer of a season uh, contract, uh, end of season contract. He's going to be joining Atalanta in June, meaning if it's anything like what happened in Hibs, I figure he's going to switch off. Uh, we make about 650 grand off our legacy deal to sell Isaac Peterson, who was my first choice goalkeeper before Kaminsky arrived. And there we go. We've got two games in. How's your transfer window looking? Uh, Aurelio is confirmed after a bit of work permit stuff. Um, so he's coming in. I've seen a lot of contracts are coming up at the end of the season. So I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. Delegate. I just signed two lads to a contract, which was Max and Kai. And then I went, fuck this, I'm going on holidays. So I went on holidays for seven days, came back, had won the South African Manager of the Month. Way. About time. Uh, is that your first one? I think Hardly. So. I, don't, is it? I don't pay attention. Um, I, or do I, they do, it's not like they do it for a year thing and it was Manager of the Year. Because it was the end of the year. No, no, no. no. Yeah. It was definitely Manager of the Month anyway. Okay. Um, I'm getting, because it's the start of the transfer window, I'm getting like. Uh, the one journalist asking me that same question over and over, so I just keep declining him. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's um, literally the only one. But that then that really is uh, unveiling. There was five journalists, so you know, keep him keen, keep him keen. Where'd you get five from? I don't know. There's more than fuck. Where they say where they say the American journalists, South African. But they haven't. He's come from. Oh yeah, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, and they, you know why I wasn't paying attention. Because watching WrestleMania 7. Oh, yeah. I had it on in the background because I was like, I'm not going to be doing much. I'm just going to be clicking continue. What was the main event? Uh, main event of WrestleMania 7 was Sergeant Slaughter versus Hulk Hogan. They oh. had originally touted a 90-seater arena in Los Angeles. They had to move it. Wait, 90 or 90,000? 90,000, 90, sorry. A 90-seater arena. <laughs> 90,000-seater because Sergeant Slaughter... <laughs> I just imagine Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan going at it in the back room and clears. <laughs> yeah. But Sergeant Slaughter basically defeated the Ultimate Warrior at the 1992 Royal Rumble. Macho Man got involved with set-up Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man in a retirement match. Sergeant Slaughter became... This was during the Gulf War, so he was like... American Mr. hero. He yeah, was yeah, a Mr. Yeah, America, yeah. but then he became an Iraqi sympathiser <laughs> with Colonel Mustafa, who was the Iron Sheik. Sheik, yeah, yeah. Um... And he was going up against the the real American Hulk Hogan. 
who defeated the Iron Sheik in 1984 to win would, his first title. That storyline would not fly now. Do you imagine, like, if Sergeant Slaughter was a Taliban sympathizer? Do you know, uh, Muhammad Hassan. What was it? So, so Muhammad, Hassan, Muhammad Hassan burst onto the scene as a, a, an Arabic American man who was actually Italian in real life. He wasn't, he was an Italian American, not an okay. Arabic American. And he had a guy called Davari. And they used to come out and say, he, he used to have these vignettes and he was the bad guy um, after 9-11 saying, when you see me, you see a terrorist and how dare you and all this. And I'm doing this for like Arabic American people and all that. But like he was a, Fucking, he, he he got shot over Canada in the first matches against Jerry Lawler. He fought Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at Backlash. Hulk Hogan came out at WrestleMania, bet him up. Um, but like, was on a massive upward trajectory. Got drafted to SmackDown, went up against The Undertaker. Then, this is when it started getting even worse. Fucking, these, all these guys in like black balaclavas and black clothes came out and like got a, like, you know, those wire things where you choke someone or Jesus like piano wire yeah and like choke well, the Undertaker yeah, the thingy. Yeah, and yeah. then like carried him out like all symbolic symbolic like but the thing is that aired because it was pre-taped it was taped on a Tuesday aired on a Friday the same day as the bombings in England on the 7th of July oh, no. so he literally just got pulled then from like his whole career was curtailed because of the yeah yeah because it was done because the USA Network were like no we're not having this on our fucking show anymore. So his whole career just went into the bin. Wow. But yeah, the WWE play upon this fucking like, you know, like America's great kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. They need their American heroes. They tried to do it with Lex Luger. They had the Lex Express store back in the 90s and uh, didn't really work with him. Worked with Hulk Hogan, who was... But Lex Luger had a metal forearm. And, and a, he, he became metal, the narcissist yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um... But Hulk Hogan, interestingly, some people might know this, how he got his name, right? He used to be Terry the Boulder because his name is Terry Bollea. Mm. But WWE had great success. Their main hunting ground was Madison Square Garden, New York. That was their territory before they started expanding. New York, very multicultural place. So they had multicultural heroes. Bruno Sammartino, Italian-American, was the champion for years. Bet Buddy Rogers, uh, who was the first WWF champion, champion for years. Then it became Hispanic-American when Pedro Morales came in. Hulk Hogan was apparently supposed to be the Irish-American hero. No way. Hence the name Hogan. He got the name Hulk because he was sitting beside Lou Ferrigno who played the Hulk Yeah, and they uh, on a chat show and someone said, you're bigger than the Hulk. So he got the name Hulk and then apparently Hogan was to capture the Irish Americans that were living in New York at the time. Wow. Whether... I I did not know that. Apparently his hair was going to dye ginger. Someone said that. I don't know if that's true. But my granny is... uh, Her maiden name is a Hogan. So I thought I was related to Hulk Hogan growing up. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was at the WrestleMania 7 anyway while all this stuff was going out. That's how my transfer window was going. <laughs> uh, but I mentioned that what I was doing during COVID. So I downloaded the WWE Network again. I watched Extreme Rules. It was a fantastic event. And I... Uh, Is this a recent event? Or yeah, yeah. Know, it, was, yeah uh, it just happened Bray Wyatt came back. Spoiler alert. But uh, I was... I, I like YouTube, right? But I can never find the right things to watch. And I watched a Tony Hawk video. 
like the old school Tony Hawks. I was basically going through the evolution of Tony Hawks and I was started getting this hankering for like the days of when I used to play PlayStation and like wasn't immediately bored by anything that didn't capture my attention in 30 seconds. And Tony Hawks, like you'd play with two minute increments and then you could play that the whole fucking day. Mm. And you were so excited for the next one when that came out and you were so excited for whatever new game you got. Now I have the world of games at my hand and I have the finance and I can buy stuff but I don't do it. Um, and I just get bored. I play Assassin's Creed after an hour. I'm like, this is shit. Just writing shit off. So I started watching, I ended up watching like 90s American ads, like in half an hour blocks, like, you know, Papa John's. Jesus. And I was, it just made me go, Jesus, I would have loved to grow up in California in the 90s. <laughs> I would have been a skater and just like the nineties was. I you would have been in Saved by the Bell. Like back in back in say the early two thousands, that seventies show. I'd say people had the hankering for the seventies. Mm. In the like the tensies, whatever that decade is called, everyone is the eighties. You look at Stranger Things. You look at uh, Is. Everything loved the eighties. I think we're now getting to that nineties stage where we're all like, oh, the nineties was great, isn't it? I'm sure, the nineties is nearly forty years ago. Almost. Yeah, but 30 years ago to 30, 30, 30 yeah, plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I was like, fuck man, that was such a good time in, in the sense that it was the perfect kind of form of entertainment where everything was so new, you haven't, you weren't like overstimulated, so anything was class. Like, they, like getting a VHS tape was such a novelty that even if the movie was shit, you'd stay watching the movie. I like the video man that used to call around to houses mm. and he'd give you a catalogue and you'd take off the catalogue of what this like, was one hundred percent a thing in, in Irish housing. Some estates. guy used to go around <laughs> with a catalogue of videos and he'd have them all in the back of his car. Uh, so it'd be like it'd be like a delivery of Blockbuster, but you yeah. had to order it a week in advance. And I kept ordering Blade. I fucking love that movie. But the nineties if you if you're if you if you love the nineties, give us a bit of a fucking shout out there. Give the nineties a shout out. Give us some love there on 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 Twitter, and we Nin- can get back to that. Nineties for me was tactical manager, premier manager, uh, championship manager. Uh, I found this. I found and I found a version of it recently. It was like Euro soccer, something or other. Not quite like sensible soccer or sensible world of soccer. It was an awful lot of soccer games. FIFA, early FIFA, ninety four. Mm-hmm. 95 I think my first FIFA was FIFA 97 Indoor soccer baby Yeah And then the world And then I didn't have FIFA 98 I had World, world, world Cup, Cup. Ni- no, Yeah, I had yeah World Cup 98 Not FIFA 98 With Beckham on the but I used to, My mate used to have uh, Oh that's when they used to do Like special edition World Cup yeah. games I I was a fucking sucker I bought them all And then FIFA 99 I had FIFA 2000 2001 boom, 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 And that's when I started tapering off I was like oh, After FIFA 06 I was no, definitely no, the same. I was definitely done But I, like, I remember not getting 04 and 05 I did so much gaming But I was 90s. so bored by it uh, At that stage But that's why the 90 was great It was just like even wrestling, it was hard to get. Now we can watch every single event. I remember watching my Survivor Series 1989 tapes so, so much. SummerSlam like, Summer 92, Wembley Stadium. Fucking the Great American Bash, WCW, 1990. Like, watching all that shit, because they were the only tapes I had, and then my dad banned me from watching wrestling. And But Man United and wrestling, they were my two passions. And they still kind of are, but... Not to the same degree back then. I don't know. Obviously, I've grown up a bit and I have more wrestlers Hello. now. I could, I could spend hours just playing with my toy. I want to be a child again. <laughs> I don't want to pay an electricity bill. <laughs> Fuck off. Let me spend all the money on the shit that I wanted when I was a kid. It's fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, I ran six friendlies. 
that I most definitely skip. Because <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just, the, I'm like, oh, times are tough. But this is what, this is what's happened the last couple of weeks, and this is where the division between the roller coaster of South Africa, that's just like game after game after game after game after cup thing after cup thing. Now it might be a little bit different if Toulouse were like not in a relegation battle the previous team or previous season, and were a decent side and were in Europe, like we saw it with Hibs with the Hibs stuff, it, like. Uh, there was, you know, you've the Europa Conference League stuff, and now it was the Europa League stuff for for this season. I actually I haven't gotten back to Hibs at all this week, and I need to get that finished before FM twenty three drops. But because it's game after game after game after game, and then I'm just kind of sitting there going, "Hey, many games you've got this week? Five? Many games you got this week? I don't know, maybe one. We'll, maybe we'll, one. We'll, we'll see how it goes because you got, got you got to invest time in them. I go to bo- the board. I have three hundred quid in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that all? In the way it was actually two nine nine in the wage budget. That's all I had left. So I was like, uh, "I need more transfer budget and I need more wage budget." And they were like, "Yeah, okay, I think you do." So they gave me like one million in transfer funds and an extra seventy uh, k in holy shit, really? No, an extra seven k. Sorry, seven k. But that's great. If your top earner is on four grand, that gives you a chance to lure in some, like someone or some multiple. Some ones. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, nice one. That's cool. So uh, I go looking for some free folk to, to pad out the squat free folk. Nomads. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there in the field. Let's bring up some free folk. <laughs> Just like stand, handing so, out flyers. You want to come play with us? So I made a, a bid for a 22-year-old Colombian called Duran. Duran. So I, I, I'm, I'm making inquiries for... Um, top players of like Kaiser Chiefs and for Cape Town State <laughs> to unsettle them just don't, yeah yeah so Jeez, uh, I haven't done that and hey, that was such a thing to, like playing playing FM and doing like now sure we were we were doing, doing it, we were doing it right? last year it was like hey uh, I just want to declare interest in your top striker don't you fuck a dare and then it's like oh yeah maybe unhappy if he's not allowed to talk to this team it's like you bastard and, and then it'd be like but then you could get like don't want to talk to him and you're like yeah now I know who's on my side. Yeah, and he goes out and scores three goals against you. He's like, ha, told yeah. you. Well, that never happened. True. Uh, but yeah, I make inquiries for all the top players. And then, and like, I'm getting in discussion with uh, with guys. One guy called Human Tariq. I get in a discussion with him and I go and offer him more wages, but I can't. It won't let me adjust the budget. So I had to walk away from the deal and then the day later, it allowed me to adjust the budget, but he wouldn't talk to me because yeah, he's see, unwilling to discuss after contract breakdowns. That's something that's going to change in FM twenty three. How so? So you should have total fucking. You're doing over so your you're budget. doing contract because this this happened to me with the January transfer window. Like I managed to land one or two, but most of them is like you can't afford me. Ergo, the conversation isn't going to continue. So you can get close to it, but they're like, I ah, know you're too loose. I want an extra 20 grand to come play with you. And then you find out that they've signed for someone who's in the same league, uh, who has a bit of a better reputation, and they're willing, they're willing to pay for 20 grand less mm. than what it would have cost you. So, when the, for, so for FM23, the idea is that if the talks break down with the player, you can go back rather than having to wait a month or six months or whatever to talk to that player again. You can go straight to the player's agent and go the contract talks have broken down with the player now let's you and me talk and let's get a deal that you can bring to the player and that we're both happy with and then have the agent sell it on the player and then all of a sudden the deal is back on the table has football manager 20 well then you can start telling players to sack agents if that happens to you and you I think you can do that already yeah you know you yeah. can do that but what I'm saying is oh so I get you yeah 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 but 
have they alluded to fucking changing their transfer shit like like not getting bids for players and when in real life you would get bid for a player or, getting, or getting grossly underbid for players. Yeah, and then getting while the AI goes, "Hey, we want fucking 150 million for this guy, but we'll offer you 7 million for your 80 million rated striker." Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I really have hope they alluded so. to that at all? I don't know. I don't they know. They fucking have to. Like not to not get one bid from one club. Now, I understand if you're at Manchester United and you have Martial and his wages are fucking astronomical, whatever. But to not even get a bid. That's what pisses me off. And then, like, the bid could be grossly, grossly, like, insulting if that was to happen. I, I, do, find, I do find that disappointing, and I've, I've noticed it, with, uh, I've noticed it with, uh, with the Hib side of things in particular, when you've, you've got a couple of players, you know you can rake in the money, uh, and you go to sell them off, and you've got all these clubs that are interested, or you see their interest before you think of getting rid of them. And then as soon as you go and offer the player to clubs, they're like, ah, no. We couldn't do that. Nah, just, ah, that's too much money. Ah, no, he's he'd be looking for too too much in terms of wages. Like, well, then if you're if you know, don't be telling me that you're interested and in giving me false hope that the player might actually head that way or that you might take the player off my hands if you're not willing to step up like and it, pay the money. Yeah, for him. like in my multiverse, Sev, I had a few players that I wanted to to get rid of: Martial, Donny Van Der Beek, uh, Victor Lindelof. This is in my second season, uh, and a few more: uh, Paul Pogba. Uh, just a few more that I wanted to just kind of get rid of um, even though I signed Paul Pogba to a new contract he started kicking up because I wasn't playing him in his right position even though he was always playing so I was like ah fuck off anyway virus and uh, no clue like I was getting loan offers for like 10% wages yeah. and I'm like right, first of all fuck off and then I started putting mandatory clauses in and some might accept the only one I managed to sell was Donny van der Beek or not any Victor Lindelof for twenty seven million and his value in the game is estimated at forty something million. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like no not even a bid for Donny Van de Beek. Yeah, not actually, even a bid. I saw uh on the on the January transfer window, Sesco has gone to United. Yeah, I bought him in my game as well. This one. Seventeen million quid from Salzburg. Mm. Uh which could be a minimum fee release clause. But I'm finding it hard to loan out like yeah. players that I uh, I wanted to kind of get Fucking bit like, of development time yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, like Klosik. I have him on my United team. Couldn't get a loan for him. Wow. And I was like offering him out for free. And then I'd offer him to go. But you offer him out for free and then the board are like, and then the, fina- the finances involved with this is like, what's more important that the player gets development time yeah. and that we support his salary or that we get like 100% of his salary and a huge loan fee that nobody's going to pay? Or I tried to play, play him with Stoke. Um, uh, I tried because they're my development team in him. No, didn't happen. Uh, tried to get rid of Dean Henderson, and didn't happen because I got on Nana on a free. Oh Nana, what's the I thing? Think, I think, and then Dean Henderson go, goes on a loan to Bayern Munich for fuck all money, and they don't play him because they have Manuel Neuer. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. I think we should be able to do that. Like, if you go to you know, be at the director of football or be at the board. No, as part of the transfer window and you're discussing your plans. You know the way you like you're doing the research and going, Oh, like they're saying, you know, we think we should look at a new striker and we should look at a new left back and blah blah blah. And then you get to the window and going, Well, I've told these lads that I want gonna try and get them alone. These are the lads that are gonna go on loan. But sure, we and have the, a lo- and this is you the have reason. a loan manager. We do, but this is the reason why What the wh- fuck does the loan manager do? But this is the reason why that we want them for like to outline that we want those players for next season. So 
we don't care about the money that we're going to get for the loan. Yeah. We just want them going on loan and getting them and, game time. But like some, so some teams have in their in their yoke on developing players so you can sell them at a higher percentage. Yeah. Sure, you can't do that unless you can get the fucking loans gone. Yeah. And another thing, the director of football is grossly, grossly underutilized in this. It, they don't really do much. They suggest transfer targets that are outside the realm. And th- that's another fucking thing. Scouts going, we need to look at this player. We need to look at this player. We have no fucking money. Yeah. Give, you know me, I mean? give me somebody within my budget. It, re- it reminds my wage me of budget. the Sunderland till I die, where your man's sitting there and they're going through the transfer targets, and one of the lads goes, "Why am I looking at Zlatan Ibrahimovic on this list? They were in League One, Sunderland." He's just like, "What? Well, why is Zlatan Ibrahimovic on this possible transfer target list?" And then he went to sign for Man United. It's like, "Oh, well, aim high," you yeah, know. Yeah. It's like, "No, Zlatan is not going to the stadium of light." And that, but that's that's a very valid point. If this, and and you would hope that with the new uh, scouting setup for next year, that you can set those either set those restraints or that the scouts know enough. Well, you can set restraints in that in that respect. But what I'm saying is, the AI should no no yeah like and I know like it's such a fucking clever game like and I don't mean to be ragging on it. It's given me hours of enjoyment and over many 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 years. But there's still some fundamentally wrong things with it. What I what I would also I know this that is, con- consistently gets ignored. This is this is probably kind of veering the whole conversation down towards hey put all of this shit into FM twenty three. Miles Jacobson, start out your shit. When you were talking about going to the board and asking for more salary and and more wage cap, what I would like to see and I. I don't, I'm fairly sure it's not there. So, you know, you go and you try to sign your next big wonder kid and uh, you get that little kind of blue box as they're going, this would be a huge signing for the club. I think you should talk to the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should have a little bit of that from your scouts and from the recruitment team that goes, actually, do you know what? This lad is class. I think you need to bring this to the board. Not a case of going, oh, he's class. And then you look at it and go, oh, yeah, sure. Like I'm fucking troll 15 million bit. That's just like a calculated effort. And they say that, listen, if you tell the board that this kid is like the next Erling Haaland or whatever, we'll stand behind you. But you don't trust the scouts either because immediately you 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 kind of don't at the moment. You scout a guy for three months and then... It's like it's four star potential, you know what I mean? Three stars already. He comes in, he's shit. He comes in, he's two stars. You're like, wait, what? What the fuck? Like, oh, we got a good look at him. You, you've been scouting him for three months, motherfucker. Yeah, the scout, the scouting is gonna, the scouting is getting a big overhaul for this one. Just going back on on track, because I've I've oh, got yeah. uh, I've got two games left. Uh, I got to play PSG. Well, um, we drew one all with Baraka when I went on holiday. <laughs> Baraka. Uh, we got PSG. They are top of everything. They're top of the table. They're the top goal scorers and the top of the rest of things. Nine minutes into the game, Neymar Neymar uh, has the ball in the back of the net. It's Messi to Mendes. Piper has a swing at it, kind of like world. Completely misses it. Neymar is in first. Heads home at the near post. 1-0 up. We dropped to 10th in the live table. Neymar gets a corner. Somebody gets under it for a header 20 minutes in. Just over the bar. Kaminsky is keeping Saka. Man, Saka is so good on screen at PSG. Um, uh, an absolute save for the ages. Should be 2-0 down. Saka is denied by Kaminsky again on 37. Messi and Pogba are playing as a midfield pairing. I'm like... Yeah, all right. Half time, it's one nil. Thinking, 
Can we get anything out of it? I don't know. On the balance of play, we are grossly outgunned, outnumbered, outshot, outpossessed, away from home, everything that's not right with the world. Second half, Healy comes on for El Malali, who's been playing shit. He's been, I think he posts like a six by half time. I pull the wings, I go up the middle. They're just way too good at spreading the play around. Messi and Mendes combined to set up Joe Felix, your boy. Yeah. to shoot from the edge of the box he blasts home Kaminsky never had a chance Chihiri's on a 5.9 after 63 minutes so Sanson comes on Giroud comes off Ratau comes on Ratau hits the post again Jesus wept just the keeper to beat it would have been easier to score uh, and it's all over by 77 minutes Pogba gets under a cross from Marquinhos it's 3-0 uh, we stay pressing we've got nothing to lose Ratau comes close again 79 minutes but that's our fourth attempt on goal all game PSG too good completely different side to when we played them last time uh, Reese Healy gets a consolation goal Spearing sets him up beats the PSG offside four lads chasing him now he buries it to his credit from the edge of the box because I had bollocks him out of it um, before the game just for his, his run of form so I'm happy to see that that had an impact uh, and finishes 3-1 I'm told in the presser afterwards teams generally stay in the league with 35 points and I'm like I'm still on the same 24 I was fucking three games ago uh, so it needs I need maybe I need 11 more for safety we have dropped to 11th in the table PSG are still uh, well clear they are now 31 points clear of us we have no hope of winning the league I'm not looking to win the league Um, but like between so I'm in 11th on 24 and Lille are 5th on 28 so there's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 to 7 teams jockeying in those between 4 points Um, I may or may not have said something in the press conference to piss off Pochettino but they're telling me that it backfired I had kind of ignored the press conference uh, and one last signing I make Jordi uh, Vermin from Luzerne he had been like you're just saying a 5 star rating when scouted I was like this lad is, is class he, he looks great he's 25 years old he's Dutch can bring him in on reasonable money sign him to a long term contract super first touch composure decision making bit of pace bit of fitness doesn't have the height he's a midfielder by the boy um and uh, I like looking at, at getting somebody else in in the in the middle uh but again like scouting comes down from five from five stars on everything to maybe three like, bastards come on give me give me some of that stuff well my Aurelia gets injured for two months before he like yeah so I have to get another center back because there's not long left in the fucking thing so I go uh for Michael Peters people Watch Ferris Bueller, I might get that reference. Mr. Peterson. Um, so he joins from Cape Town, which is great. Took oh. someone off a rival. Uh, I'm waiting on two work permits as well. I needed a centre back and uh, for my Colombian guy, Duran, as well as my backup centre. Yeah. Uh, I need a goalkeeper and a centre forward. So I bring in a, a guy called Woodman, who uh, used to play with Newcastle and then was at Burnley. So I bring him in for cheap. Freddie Woodman. I don't know. He's a goalkeeper. Goalkeeper? Yeah. Yeah, I have him signed for Hibs and then he was given out like fuck so I loaned him off to Sheffield Wednesday for the second half of the season. He's going to be my subkeeper down in South African wow. Premier Is he getting for small money? He was like 300 grand or 320 grand Less. when I bought him. He yeah. wants, and he wants about two grand I think in wages. Wow. So, uh, just because I only, I only realised I had one goalkeeper in the squad so Shit. I'd be pretty fucking stupid without him. Um, Michael Peterson centre back and him and Aurelia so that means I only realised that I can have five foreign players in the squad. Yeah. I thought I had carte blanche because I can register 99 players, but no, only five of them could be foreign. So that means that the 
attacking midfielder on the left that I wanted to bring in who contract negotiations broke down with now I knew they'd be okay by the time I got to the transfer window human Tariq that would have brought it to six so I would have had to get rid of one of my foreign players so my foreign players I had uh, Duran Woodman because they ended up getting their uh, work permits Mark Vark uh, Hayachi and uh, there's another one in there I think it's Zrilic uh, they were my foreign players and then if I wanted to bring in human Tariq I would have to get rid of someone. So, Hayachi, <laughs> you're gone, motherfucker. Oh, no. Yeah, Hayachi's gone. He was my favorite player of yours. Yeah, Hayachi's <laughs> going to go. He has been great. He's 35. You know, I just wanted to bring him in just because I needed backup. Uh, he was like one of my, you remember I brought in those weird fucking guys for hearts last year that oh, yeah. never really played that I spent all my transfer budget on because it was like they played well last season but they never really played so Hayachi has gone from the squad hello human Tariq that oh. was all my transfer business and that, uh, we won 3-0 in another friendly that I didn't attend against a team called Blackpool I picked all my friendlies based on cool names as well so Baraka was cool because Mortal Kombat and Baraka Boost and Barack uh, Obama. Blackpool because <laughs> You know, there's a team called Blackpool. And my next two games are against the South African Milan and Juventus. Well, 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 well. Yeah, and I'll be skipping those too. Uh, Well, Juventus, I have have Juventus. My next next league game is until the 12th of January, which will be... 12th of February. 12th of February, which is 12 days away in the game from where we are. We'll we'll, we'll wrap up all of that. Uh, I've got my last game. I just mentioned that Lille are uh, above us. They're in fifth and uh, there's only four points between us. So there's, you know, there's a bit of ground that can be gained there. Uh, We are absolutely the best Bucky's like huge underdogs to go in for Lille uh, press conference journalists are like is they're going to get whipped what are you going to do are you going ultra defensive what are you going to do I'm like um, shit I don't I don't really know because again going back over the tactical notes and the feedback on the tactics is like well if I if I keep insisting on playing like the say 4-2-3-1 it's not working for me realistically no uh, if I go back and I play my kind of Gal- I had drifted back towards the kind of I call it the Galatasaray tactic because I was Fenerbahce at the time but say it as Galatasaray um, the Galatasaray tactic was just like four at the back three in the middle attack midfielder and two up top very 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 straightforward with a kind of limited wing play so I revert I go totally narrower I go a little bit more defensive 17 minutes in VAR says the free kick is going in it was Duda with a free kick for Lille uh, Fosu Mensa slaps it into the back of the net just after we'd had a free kick deflected away down the other end I'm thinking here we go like I have like Toulouse have literally become Liverpool we concede the early goal we're on the back foot for the entire oh, game shit and this season, like, aren't they? man alive that's a that's a that's for a completely different podcast uh, 29 minutes in we have scored oh, we've remembered who to score too Nickelululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululul
Uh, but are late uh, into the second half of the first half but we hold on to the lead now holding on to the lead is going to be a totally different story we haven't really been able to do that uh, an awful lot this season but we do it for the second half El Malali comes on for Ratau on 70 minutes and we hold out we even get to bring Jordi Vermin in he gets a debut on 78 oh we, Vermin I we, tried to get him uh, for one of the teams that was a no right uh, we jump from 11th to 7th I'm told afterwards Maguire looks back to strive forward. Toulouse manager Ken Maguire reverted to a 4-4-2 diamond narrow formation today and the result was Toulouse's 2-1 League 1 uh, League on Uber Eats victory over Lille. Uh, we had been on a dreadful run of defeats but the tactical switch has certainly paid off. A rise in the early part of the season established a solid platform for a successful campaign. It says the club are now 11th in the table. Was it kind of a guy from the microphone to turn on the sensor lights? Eleven the table. We we are gone up to seventh. We are on twenty seven points after twenty games. We're two points off where we finished last season. If I can get thirty five, that's safety. But now I'm looking at it, going, well, if we can get a couple of other wins and keep in touch, at least keep in touch with Lille, that puts us in European contention. We've got fourteen games left to play, and we probably have about. Definitely have two weeks. We might have like three weeks to finish out all of South Africa and France. Ah, yeah, I'll blast through it. I'm, going, I'm fucking going to win everything anyway. So, yeah, you, you we can, can just call it now if you, you want. Can probably just afford to go on holidays and go from there. Uh, Daniel Iverson was my other signing for the January transfer window. Not that it's going to matter an awful lot to Toulouse. Uh, he's coming in as goalkeeper for next season. I'm going to try and cash in on Kaminsky at the end of it because well, he has he has been quite good. What are we going to do now? Uh, like I have my plan next month. You're on a play next month. And I'm off. I'm off, like, to work. Um, I'll just have to visit you. And on stage? No, but you're off work. Oh, wait, no, I'm so in you, on the Wednesday. You've I'm got in on the Wednesday, so we could, have, we could possibly play on the Tuesday. The Tuesday night. Record on Wednesday, and then you're gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and no one knows the difference. And nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows. Goodbye, goodbye. Also means we've got to get Robbie up to speed. Goodbye. Fuck Robbie! Uh, means we've got to get him a copy of the game going to have to talk to the accounts department see if we can squeeze out another copy of the game he gets paid enough he probably does um, but yeah we'll, we'll figure that part out because I'm going on I'm uh, I'm also going on holiday uh, when? Uh, next week next week? well I'll be here I'll be here next week what about the Carlo Leinster game against Wicklow but the, opposition? The, the week after somebody else is going to have to figure out all the logistics Am I going to be the head of sport? Or else I'll have it all done before I leave. Like, if I'm the head of sport, I am totally changing our remit to just cover in badminton. Grant. Eight hours of badminton at the weekend. Every day. Firing everybody. Exceptional coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 best of luck with that. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. Shall Keith. Acting head of sport. <laughs> that microphone fell over. Acting head of sport. Because I'm an actor. Acting head of sport who just literally wrecks uh, microphones in the studios. Now, we'll figure all of that out because we're coming rapidly close to the end of, of this one. Uh, we will be... It's been a long fucking season, hasn't it, not? Well, it's 89 ha- episodes. The other one went a lot quicker, it seemed. Well, but Sc- we still Scotland managed... Scotland was like 14 episodes. How, like, we still Muslim. managed... Who do we start off with? In Turkey? Uh, uh, Tur- uh, Turkey this year because we finished in Spain for the FM21 cycle. We started in Turkey with Galatasaray so and we still, we still managed the we same amount of seasons as last season. Yeah. but Despite we, playing less. Well, like incredibly less. Because we, we were two nights a week at four hours during the pandemic. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were. Jesus Christ, we were. Yeah. Bring back the pandemic. 
Yeah. Get up the yard. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we still, we will have uh, just about uh, managed to get through four seasons for this one and then start on to season nine when FM23 drops. Woohoo! So, uh, if we're, we're saying it'll be a three-way dance. We, then we've got to figure out the logistics on how a three-way dance works. What if somebody can't play that week and everybody else can play? What if timelines don't match up? Do we automatically... Well, it can't. Like, it has to take precedent. Do we automatically holiday somebody and it's like, you got to suck it up? You I don't... I, well, like, I don't have the... I don't generally have the time as is to be doing it, but like it, it, ha- it, it has, has to, to be take done. precedent. Yeah. It has to be done. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, oh fuck. Even it was my missus's birthday last night. <laughs> right? And on her birthday, I went to work, I went to the gym, I came home, she's like, Oh, what do we do? And I was like, I'm going to rehearsals. And she's like, after that, I was like, I'm playing football manager. Happy birthday. <laughs> Welcome to your third. Here's a 10 euro Supermax voucher. Knock yourself No, I got out. some cool presents and all that shit like, but I, you know, it has to be done. Has to be done. And Robbie can fuck off if he's not going to do it. Has to be done. Uh, but yeah, we can, we'll figure out the, the recording side of things for a couple of weeks time, but we, we are getting close. Uh, if you're planning on or intent on getting FM23, which I'm sure you are, uh, and you have save ideas that you are yet to reveal or discuss, let us know on Twitter at FMF Show. You put it on the website. I'll put it on the website. We're going to document a couple of people that are doing FM23 stuff art? this year. You're looking for box art. I was looking for box art. What's that? It's, it's like, it's the artwork. That was on the boxes. Why are you you're looking for old ones? I'm you looking just, for old ones. You can just Google that shit. Yeah, but they're like they're low quality. They're kind of like the magazine-y stuff. I'm talking about somebody who has like high res artwork of the front of like the the FM kind of boxes going back the years. I'm not talking about like going Make all the way own. back to, to 2005, but if you're it's a there, designer kind of guy. I know, I know, I could. But if somebody pointed me in a direction where you're like, hey man, I've got like access to high res copies of all of the artwork from all of the years. I don't know, maybe it's available in the Steam library or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I would love to get my hands on some of them, even if just for a little bit of office-y So artwork. you're wanting the 90s back, bitch. You're wanting oh, yeah. the 90s back. Yeah, I probably am. 90s box art. I miss you 90s Pour one out from my homie On that note uh, This has been the Football Manager Football Show He's been Somebody's Fucking socks I, don't match In the drawer From I can't Bing remember. Crosby's house I'm, I'm or Bing Crosby stuff. I'm Bing Crosby He's Bing Crosby uh, I've been Ken McGuire This has been the Football I'm Manager Bing Football Show Crosby. We will do this all again Next week You can get in touch on Twitter At oh, FMF Show Check the website It's fmfshow.com And you get new podcasts Every Friday On Spotify Apple Podcasts Or wherever you do Your podcast listening Until next week Good luck Jeff Football Show, brought to you by scoreline.ie.